0: Hello and welcome back to Filmonomics at Slated. I'm Colin Brown, your podcast host for this interview series that examines some of the economic riddles behind filmmaking. Why is it, for example, that a business built on creativity seems to rely so much on conventional wisdom and outdated, rather conservative ideas? Why does independent filmmaking try to mimic the Hollywood playbook so much? when cinema history tells us that success on the fringes have come to those who experiment and take risks in form, content and method? Why too the persistent urge to engineer success based on what's worked before, rather than what's never been tried? And why in this new world of neuroscience, big data and social engagement analytics has North America just suffered through the worst attended summer movie season in 25 years? In the same year that a modestly budgeted Indian film grossed more than $300 million at the box office and a Chinese one more than $800 million. Perhaps the US industry has been overthinking the business profit part of the equation at the expense of story execution and audience excitement. I say all this because my joint guests this week are now seeking to invite members of that very audience into the film decision-making process by making them vested stakeholders. Paul Scanlon and Jeff Anderson are the co-founders of Legion M, an essentially crowdfunded entertainment studio. Much like Slated itself, Legion M was born out of a democratizing impulse to demolish cinema's industrial barriers to entry. Slated wants to give professional investors an easier, more accessible way to own a piece of the Hollywood action. Legion M wants to do the same for the average movie or TV fan, and to then mobilize them into an army marching towards the studio gates.
1: We love the name Legion because it represents something with force, but it's also a community and it's a call to action. And just to point out, it's Legion M with a bar over it. uh, And the M bar is the Roman numeral for one million. That is our sort of representation of our long-term goal of having one million people as a part of our Legion. You know, it's a swing for the fences and we realize that, but having a million people in our community Uh, and having that kind of investment dollars to put behind projects, that could make us one of the most influential companies
0: in Hollywood. That was Paul, the company's chief centurion, speaking. Both he and Jeff, the company's president, had experience raising capital with their previous media startup ventures, Moby TV and the New York Rock Exchange. But in both those cases their funding pool was limited to accredited investors, an elite sliver of the entertainment watching demographic that represents just the wealthiest two to three percent of Americans. All that changed in May last year with the activation of the equity crowdfunding portions of President Obama's Jumpstart Our Business Startups Act, or JOBS Act, that laid out the federal ground rules for reaching out to ordinary members of the public with investment proposals for early-stage ventures. Taking advantage of the Act's Title III provisions, Legion M raised $1 million in less than three months from as many as 3,100 individuals. Oversubscribed by nearly 30% beyond that million-dollar funding cap allowed by the SEC under the Title III, the offering set equity crowdfunding records last August and provided Legion M with the seed capital and encouragement to pursue a second funding round that will have just closed by the time you hear this podcast. For that, Legion M turned to Title 4 of the JOBS Act, and its Regulation A+ fundraising provision, often described as a mini IPO that allows new companies to tap the public for up to $50 million. Last time I checked, 10 hours to go before the financing round closed on September 2nd, Legion M had raised more than 2.0 million from a pool of 4,220 investors. Third successive round will follow this fall. As of now, the total money raised is nearly 4 million from a pool of 7,500 backers. All those Legion M investors get an opportunity to pitch story ideas, help determine which of them get approved, and at the very least go behind the scenes with their creators via live streams and online hangouts. Unlike the original United Artists, that director run studio whose creation in 1919 prompted the famous remark about the lunatics having taken over the asylum, industry control here is not being completely bypassed. As you'll hear, Legion M still relies very much on film business insiders for core managerial and talent decisions. But nonetheless, all those lunatic fanboys and cineasts are absolutely fundamental to Legion M's success in ways that go beyond their casual pocketbooks their active participation not only helps stoke demand for the content being produced, making that content more likely to succeed, it also serves as a fun source of entertainment in its own right for investors. Here's Paul again, explaining how the company works.
1: Legion M is the world's first fan-owned entertainment company. So like what you mentioned, we're, we're kind of a combination of an entertainment company, a production company. We want to create movies and TV shows and VR projects, but we're equity crowdfunded. So it's kind of like Kickstarter and Indiegogo, but it's next level. Because in this case, rather than just getting rewards like a coffee mug or a t-shirt or something for your contribution, you're investing and you're owning a piece of the company alongside of us. So you actually have shares. Our long-term goal, just to be clear, because we want to keep raising finance and keep laddering up, our long-term goal is to unite one million fans together to co-own Legion M alongside of us. The average investor right now puts about five to six hundred dollars in. So if we get to a million, we'll have raised five to six hundred million dollars to invest in projects that have a million people emotionally and financially invested because we see Legion M, it's not just a company, it's a community. And we spend a lot of our time and energy nurturing that community and targeting people that are passionate about entertainment. We could have gone the Wall Street route, but then we would raise capital in a different way. The JOBS Act has been really productive in allowing us to go out and target people that are fans of entertainment. You know, we look at two large areas. We look at, like, film festival fans, like Sundance and Toronto Film Festival and South By, uh, and we look at Comic Cons. You know, these are the people that we want invested, you know, putting $100 in or $500 or whatever their interest level is, but those are the people that can create the power when we unite together into a community.
0: It should be stressed here that all those who invest in Legion M are not buying stakes in individual film projects or even in a slate of projects or a film fund, but rather in the company itself. As such the calculus is somewhat different for investors. They are betting on managerial expertise, and all the financial controls and corporate strategy that go with that, as much as they are on creative content portfolios. The two are not necessarily correlated. Companies can go under, waiting for the cash to come in from successful films. Conversely, they can also thrive making great deals on poor films. So I asked Legion M's founders whether their investors are aware of what they're getting into, and what their investment pitch to them is. Here's Jeff.
2: So that's a great question. When you invest, you're buying stock in the company, and so you literally are a shareholder. You own a piece of the company. We like to say that it's like investing in Walt Disney Studios, not now, but back when it was just Walt and Roy. Legion M is a startup company. That's what the Jobs Act about is allowing people to invest at a much earlier stage than has ever been possible before. When you invest in Legion M, it's a very it's a high risk, high reward sort of investment. We're very upfront with people because we want people to understand what this is all about. We want them to understand what they're getting into. We tell people that statistically the most likely outcome is that you're gonna lose all your money simply because most startup companies fail. Uh, and if you you know look out over history, I mean that's the case. However, the ones that succeed often go on to change the world. At one point Facebook was at the same stage that we are, at one point Google was, at one point Walt Disney Studios was. Had you invested in Facebook when they were at our stage, you would have probably received about a 3,000 to 1 return on your investment, which means that an investment of $100 would be worth over $300,000 today. That's an extreme example. Um, and so like we tell people not to expect that, but the point is is that that potential is on the table. But the other half of it and this is what Paul alluded to earlier There's also a real emotional return on investment that you get. Part of our charter as a company is to open the doors of Hollywood and allow fans to come inside. And so when we're working on projects, you know, we like to take people behind the scenes and get them involved and emotionally invested in all of these different projects. First of all, it's really fun and it's really cool. And we love the opportunity to bring people along as we go on this amazing journey. But there's a really smart business reason behind it, too, which is that if you're following along with a film and, you know, maybe you're around when we get the script and you're, you know, get to go behind the scenes scenes while we're filming and you're involved in certain ways, by the time that film comes out, you are emotionally invested in it. And so there's no question that you're going to come see it opening night and you know, you're know you going to bring all of your friends because this is your movie. And that's really the, the fundamental business plan behind Legion M is that if we can build this large audience of fans that are financially and emotionally invested in the, in the projects that we create, then when those projects come out, we have an inherent competitive advantage compared to every other company that's out there.
0: Since so much seems to hinge on cultivating that communal bond, I wondered what Legion M does to foster a personal connection between its creators and their investor audience. It's one thing to keep a small syndicate of investors feeling engaged and involved, quite another when you're talking about thousands, even hundreds of thousands of stakeholders.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. The good news is that we're living in, a, in an age and a time where technology makes communities more scalable, where we can have this engaged community at a very large scale and still glean from it what we need to glean and still allow the two-way back-and-forth discussion. So we have an incredibly vibrant Facebook group already where we have people continually giving input and getting feedback. We also have an online forums where we can organize and manage specific discussions, maybe around a genre or a specific project, or even allowing community members to connect with one another on their own project. And so, you know, like I said earlier, this is an area of the company that we invest in and we also have a lot of volunteers. So, you know, the people that are getting involved in Legion M, as Jeff mentioned, they're looking for an emotional ROI. They want to be a part of something they see Legion M as a opportunity and a and a movement in a way. It's a it's an opportunity to get involved in the in the industry and have a voice, but it's also a, a force of change because a fan-owned entertainment company can, in our opinion, represent a positive force in the industry. You know, one of our one of our first films is Colossal, which is one of the most original movies of the last decade. And for us, it was you know, it was an investment, it was also a statement. It was a statement around the types of projects that we wanna be known for. We wanna be able to back creative visionaries like Nacho Vigalondo to bring new original products to the marketplace. And the other uh, component of it is uh, there's a lot of meetups happening. So Legion M as a community, we organize meetups, but also meetups are organized organically by other Legion M members in different parts of the country. Even with 15,000 people actually well back before we had that at 5,000 people, we had these meetups happening and people getting together, wearing their Legion M gear, connecting, making friends. And this is important because when we have a film as Jeff mentioned, you know, what like if that film's in in theaters, we'll organize a meetup. We'll all go see it together and then grab a drink or a coffee afterwards and and discuss it. And for the average investor, someone who's, you know, looking to be a part of something, that might be the best way to go see a film. I mean, it's more than just, you know, being part of the audience. You're going with a group of co-owners for a movie that you had played a role in bringing to market.
0: Regular listeners of this series might recall that the film mentioned here, Colossal, was also referred to in a recent podcast by Sophia Dilley. The company she works at, Route One Entertainment, co-financed that $15 million sci-fi fantasy along with Voltage Pictures. Legion M got involved in Colossal later on, during the release phase. Working with the film's US distributor, Neon, it created fan exclusives, including opening night gatherings around the country, swag bags, and an online question-and-answer session with its writer-director, Nacho Vigalondo. It also invested, not in the production of Colossal, but rather in its distribution release, this is not an insignificant commitment. The marketing expenses of a theatrical release, still anachronistically known as prints and advertising, or P&A costs, can be substantial. Typically, those that invest in P&A do so on a last money in, first money out basis. They make back their investment, plus a percentage, by having first dibs on a share of the ticket sales, perhaps other revenue streams too, such as video on demand streams and downloads. Limited upside, in other words, but also far quicker recoupment. But try explaining all that to an ordinary investor. Given the complexity, it's not surprising that Legion M's website says simply that it invested in Colossal and has a stake in its success. But it did make me wonder where, in the film's lifespan, Legion M will be concentrating its fan dollars going forward. Marketing expenses or production financing?
2: That's a great question, and um, the answer is it can be both and pretty much anything in between. So to give you an example, with Colossal, we got involved with that movie after it was already completed. Uh, Neon purchased that film... In Toronto last year at the film festival, the completed film to distribute it, and then brought us on board as a partner in the PNA fund. So, in that case, the movie was already complete. We had the opportunity to see it. We thought, oh my gosh, this is such an amazing film, and we, we want to be a part of it. You know, this represents what Legion M is all about. On the other end of the spectrum, we have uh, a number of projects, including our Icons Virtual Reality Series, an interview that we did with Stan Lee and Kevin Smith. Uh, We've got a Pitch Elevator uh, series that we're working on, and these are ideas that we have internally come up with and developed, uh, hired the the studio uh, to produce them, and in that case, we own 100% of the rights. And so, Hollywood is a hit driven business, right? Which means that it's extremely difficult or really impossible to predict which movies are going to be a hit and which projects are going to be a hit. So, you know, if you want to make money in the long term in Hollywood, you diversify. You diversify across genre. In our case, we're also diversifying across media. We do uh, films, television, virtual reality. Uh, and as we just discussed, we also diversify in the stage of the deal. We're making early stage bets that are highly speculative and we're making very late stage bets, which have a, kind of a, a lower potential return, but generally tend to be lower risk as well.
0: This investment mix also means that revenues have a better chance of appearing on the Legion books, both earlier and more regularly. One of the frustrations of film investing, especially for those new to the business, is how long it can sometimes take before even a successful film starts showing actual profits. Now try explaining that lag to a battalion of investors who may be salivating over the reported weekend grosses already. I wondered whether expectation management, therefore, played any part in the diversification game plan. Here's Paul.
1: Well, it's it's true, but there's a uh, another really important component to that, which is, you know, we already have these 15,000 people that are invested. When they make that investment, they don't necessarily want to wait two years before they can get behind something. Uh, So we want to ultimately have a range of projects. We want to be starting on production so we can go behind the scenes and talk to people about that. Uh, But we also want stuff hitting the market so people can go out and, and bring their friends out and go see something. Um, And we want that on a continual basis because we see the emotional ROI as being an important element of Legion M. And, you know, that emotional ROI realistically leads to financial ROI, right? I mean, the, the two are inextricably linked because if people feel good about it and they're engaged and having fun, then, you know, we've got this community that has value. And in the entertainment world, increasingly having that fan base or community that can attach and engage on something is one of the most critical factors when evaluating a a project's potential success. It's one of the reasons why so many of the major studios just keep churning out sequels and reboots and things that are related to an existing fan base.
0: Which begs the question, how does Legion M decide on the types of projects it supports? A film like Colossal seems like a perfect crossover hybrid, for a company targeting both geek genre aficionados and auteur leaning art house constituencies. Did Legion M make a conscious decision to straddle those two worlds first? Here's Jeff's response.
2: Absolutely, yeah. We do target film festival crowd as well as the Comic Con crowd. And like you said, there's a lot of overlap. But really, from our standpoint, we feel like those are the most passionate fans on the planet. And that's what we wanted to be the foundation of the company, especially in our early days. And as we as we go on to the next stage, that's really a big focus for us is going out to these people that are already devoting a lot of time, and are you know they're just the perfect audience for this sort of thing. As far as uh, how do we select the projects? Uh, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right? I mean, that's that's the <laughs> that's the billion-dollar question in Hollywood, because if you can do a slightly better job of picking the hits than the next guy, then you can become wildly successful. And so we've got a, a really special advantage in the fact that we've got this legion of shareholders that are invested in the company. And that's a really important distinction. So it, just to illustrate by example, I want to talk about one of the projects that we've launched called pitch elevator. The whole idea behind pitch elevator is that anybody can have a great idea for a movie or TV show but very few people have the opportunity to get that idea in front of the folks that can make it happen. At Stanley's Los Angeles Comic-Con last year, we built a full-size elevator set on the floor of the con and we invited people to come into this elevator and make their elevator pitch. So when you walked in, there was a countdown timer with 2 minutes on the clock, there was a cameraman and a secondary camera and you had two minutes to pitch your idea for a movie television show or virtual reality idea and we collected uh through the elevator at the con as well as online we collected over 400 pitches from people just regular people these were members of the legion but it was also open to the public and you know any anywhere in the world any age i mean this was literally open to everybody on the planet And so we had this enormous amount of raw material, all these great ideas. And then what we did was we built a game that allows the members of our Legion to watch all of these 400 pitches, rate them and evaluate them. And we built this really fun game that narrows it down um, eventually to the top 10. And those ten people are going to have the opportunity to pitch their idea to a panel of industry insiders and studio executives, and the sort of people that can make these ideas come to reality. And one of them will be selected as a Legion M project that we uh, sign a development deal and add to our slate. If you think about it, you know, evaluating incoming material is a huge challenge in Hollywood. How do you economically evaluate all this material that's coming in, and how do you get the right decisions out of it? And so we turn this over to our legion of people. We're using the wisdom of the crowd because, you know, this isn't one or two people reading a script and doing a treatment on it. This is a large number of people that are making these evaluations. And even more importantly, these are all people that have a financial stake in the success of the company. So, you know, a lot of times when you do like open stuff on the internet and you have polling and votes and surveys, you know, there's kind of an inherent selection bias in the people that are participating. You're inherently limiting the people that are making the decisions to the sort of people that are willing to take the survey for a chance at winning a gift card or for five bucks or for whatever you're willing to pay. But because every single one of the members of the Legion is invested in seeing the Legion succeed, it fundamentally changes the way that people are gonna evaluate things That's just one of the ways that that we try and leverage this amazing power that we have from this community. And so when it comes to projects, we don't vote on every single project. We, you know, we have a saying like you don't make great art by committee, right? You, you make great art by finding great artists and investing in them and then getting out of their way. In our case, you know, we have a stellar advisory board of people like Tom Quinn and Tim League from Neon. And Tim's also the CEO of uh, Alamo Drafthouse. We've got Scott Landsman, who's the head of comedy television at Sony. We've got Seth Green and uh, Matt Seinrich and the whole team over at Stupid Buddy Studios that were founding investors. Uh, we've got uh, like a, a really big group of people that understand how Hollywood works. And the way that we feel about it is that we have an amazing ability with our Legion to know like when content is good and to help us evaluate content and find new content but when it comes to like the nuances of Hollywood and understanding how to make money in Hollywood, that's where you need to go to people that understand how the system works.
0: The intriguing element here is that Legion M is both working with the film industry and at the same time trying to rewrite, if not subvert, some of the industry ground rules. Have they encountered any resistance, I asked? And among those in the film industry that have warmed to the idea of a fan-based entertainment company, what kind of collaborations have been suggested? What potential does the industry itself see in Legion M?
1: I would say overwhelmingly, the response to Legion M has been very positive from the industry. Jeff and I are no stranger to kind of introducing new concepts that can sometimes feel disruptive. We, we launched Moby TV 17 years ago. This was the first company to break live television and primetime content out of the living room. And at that time, the industry was pretty resistant to that and didn't think it was a good idea. And the the truth was that it was very early and we're on, you know, very limited uh, handsets at that time. But we had a vision for where this would go. And three years after introducing it, of course, everyone came around and we won an Emmy from the Television Academy honoring us for this great contribution and creating this new category. In this case, you know, we're just over a year into this company. And I would say the response has been phenomenal. You know, it's not unilateral. There are some people that still don't quite understand it. But when they do, then they're immediately engaged and see the, the critical value that we that we bring to the table. So it's funny because like a lot of the projects that we invest in, Colossal as an example, aren't projects that need money. Right. So like we're I mean, we want to fund things that deserve to be funded, but we also want to participate in things that are maybe already fu- fully funded. And in that case, you really need to have a strong argument for why they should make room for you at the table. You know, when Jeff and I show up to invest in a project, it's not just Jeff and I. It's not like we're not, you know, wealthy kind of oil tycoons or tech tycoons that want to invest in your project. We're a legion, a community of people that want to get behind your project. Once people realize that, that's extremely powerful. We've had over a 1,000 people sign up just to be notified when we are going to start taking submissions. Right now, we're being uh, really proactive about the things that we want to go after. So we're not you know, sitting back and, and reviewing projects that are coming to us. We're going out and talking to the people that we respect and admire and want to partner with. We haven't really talked uh, much about it, but we took the executive producer role on a uh, horror film that comes out. Uh, next year. And it's called Field Guide to Evil. It's a lower budget film. It's a $500,000 production, but it's a global anthology of dark horror, of dark mythology. We partnered with uh, Ant Timpson and Tim League on that one. And, you know, they went out and they found eight up and coming, but already award-winning directorial voices in this genre, but from eight different parts of the world. And you know with Legion M getting involved what we're doing is we're allowing this kind of creation of mythology to come together from around the world and Legion M is getting involved even before the film comes out you know and we're helping to sort of promote and and one of the things that we had mentioned earlier is about having a positive force on the industry you know for us we we want to be the type of company that will take a chance on up-and-coming directors and helping to discover and find the next Guillermo del Toro's that are out there. That's something that we want to participate. We're um, sponsoring the Holly Shorts Festival in L.A., and we're working closely with that team there, partly because we know that their audience is potentially interested in our community, but also because we want to understand who are the next great voices that are coming through the ranks so that we can establish relationships there
2: just to jump in and add one thing. It's like, it, you know, when you ask, you know, how the community helps us. I mean, we—if you just look at where we are, right—we're batting way out of our league when it comes to projects, right? I mean, if it was just Paul and I, you know, waltzing into town with like, you know, a million bucks or a couple million bucks, uh, the fact that we've been in business for a little bit over a year, we've already been in Colossal, which starred Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis. And like Paul said, it didn't need our money, but they chose to bring us along and chose to get us involved because they like this idea of having a legion of fans same thing with stan lee we did a stan lee virtual reality interview with uh, kevin smith stan doesn't need our money i mean kevin you know these guys have their pick of projects that they can work on their compensation for being in these projects was a little bit of uh, of stock in legion out like we didn't even pay them cash <laughs> for it but they were so receptive to the idea of working with a community of fans that that we got to do this project and there's Hundreds of people that are trying to get them to do their project. Again, like we feel like that's one of the real superpowers of the Legion is that every project out there needs funding, and the best projects, the ones that everybody wants to get in on, they've got their choice of funding. And so, like Paul said, I mean, they can choose to take their money from oil tycoons or tech magnates, or or they can take it from a Legion of Fans.
0: Which brings us all back to slated. If Legion M succeeds in bringing a Legion of Fans to the table how might they envisage working with a Slated platform that has been arming and mobilising its own brigade of professional film investors? How do they see the shifting game of film thrones now playing out with these new transformational forces?
2: So we're we're huge fans of Slated. I, I think that what Slated has done as far as creating opportunities for emerging filmmakers and for filmmakers and an alternative finance platform, we think is really cool. And uh, we also love the fact that it really, you know, kind of opens up a a space that was previously untouchable to smaller accredited investors, right? The sort of people that want to put in maybe, you know, 10 grand or 25 grand or something like that. Like those sort of opportunities just don't really exist for the most part, you know, because Hollywood is such a capital intensive industry. And so I think it's a it's an amazing platform, it's an amazing opportunity. I mean, we're very symbiotic in that, you know, I mean, Slated works with accredited investors, you know, we're open to everybody, which I think is really nice. And uh, we think that there's great opportunities for us to partner on projects where, you know, maybe uh, the stuff that's doing well on Slated, we bring the Legion in and, you know, we co-invest on some of those projects. Or conversely, you know, maybe we can use the power of the Legion to help filter through all of the different projects that are available on slated to figure out one that Legion M is going to invest in or is going to you know co-produce uh, and then allow the other uh, slated investors to invest directly in it so it's a wild brave new world and the internet has created so many amazing opportunities and so many disruptive ways for consumers and, and businesses like this to uh, connect with each other that I think there's really no shortage of options.
0: Those were the voices of both Paul Scanlon and Jeff Anderson, the co-founders of Legion M, the company looking to raise an army of fan investors under the standard of a new entertainment company. For its first released feature film project, Colossal, Legion M created a theatrical title card that featured a photo mosaic of all its investors' headshots. Now, each of those individual heads are extremely small, of course, and only briefly glimpsed for a matter of seconds but at least those investors can say their face has been on the silver screen. It's a cute gimmick for sure, and one that illustrates the scope that cinema still has for involving its own customers. Now, whether that crowd of consumers can help embolden the creative choices of the entertainment that follows those title cards is one of the many questions waiting to be answered. Asking a crowd to choose between option A or B, as Legion M did when deciding between different trailers, will often yield insightful and actionable demographic data, but how do you effectively harness all that collective fan energy into helping creators produce more original content? Will a multitude of creative seeds ripen into more fresh ideas, or will it produce stale groupthink and more Rotten Tomatoes? It's worth pointing out that the Roman legions themselves were typically composed of only three to five thousand soldiers who were then subdivided into smaller, more manageable cohorts that could be commanded as a cohesive unit. As anyone with a massive social media following can attest, once you get beyond a certain number, interactions become logistically unwieldy, exchanges are less meaningful, and the social bonds start to weaken. But perhaps none of this really matters as long as audiences are made to feel a tangible connection to the entertainment being created. If you can touch a collective nerve, Then you have the makings of a popular movement. Look at the wild success that Wolf Warrior 2 enjoyed this summer. This Chinese action-packed sequel is as generic as they come, but it nonetheless tapped into China's unrestrained pride in seeing a hero of their own fighting for justice. Audiences there felt the film spoke to their desires, just like Americans did with First Blood and its Rambo follow-up all those years ago. Although by the third Rambo, it all started to feel cynical and manufactured, and the grosses started to drop off. All of which is to say, audiences will forgive the wizards behind the cinema curtain if they feel a genuine affinity and a personal attachment. And that's what Legion M is going after here. Well, that's all for me for this episode. I hope you'll feel connected enough yourself with these podcasts to tune in again for another episode of Filmonomics at Slated, coming soon. And please leave a review or feedback on our iTunes podcast homepage. It will take many armies of support to reboot the cinema system in ways that will serve us all.